All right, a big night of soccer here in Tulsa as Vancouver came to town. We'll talk about that result and also what the Open Cup looks like for the Tulsa Roughnecks. And we also have a great interview with Alicia Rodriguez with Angels on Parade. She will be on to give us a little bit of preview of Tulsa's next opponent, Orange County SC. So right now, you folks, it's we've had a big rough day of weather. You got to get the pillows, the blankets, got to get inside, clean up the closets, because right now it's another episode four, Tornado Out Sock Podcast. Hey, everybody, it's a special edition of the Tornado Eye Podcast. Your host, Roger Graham, going to be bringing all the soccer action, soccer talk action to you today. And this is going to be just a real quick episode. We had a soccer match tonight, Vancouver coming to town to play Tulsa Roughnecks. A 3-1 result, good result for the Tulsa Roughnecks as they look like they've put the skid that they had in the last game against Colorado Springs switchbacks. Turn around, come back home, get three points. Good victory for the Roughnecks. And we'll talk about what happened kind of in detail here. And also here a little bit later in the podcast, we'll, we'll briefly touch on the Open Cup draw and also have a great interview with Alicia Rodriguez of Angels on Parade to give us the Orange County preview. So here is a heavy episode of the Roughnecks soccer. Get ready, folks. So again, like I said, 3-1 victory for the Roughnecks. Great goals by Juan Pablo Caffa, Fontessen. Uh, you know, really, Tulsa just attacked the whole way, start from, from start to end. Uh, you could just tell Tulsa was going to score at some point. And it was early. I mean, right early on, there was a really good chance. I think it was um, Corrales had a really great chance early on in the match. And I thought Tulsa was going to put one in in the first five minutes. Didn't happen. Just cleared out. It just looked like to me a team, one team was just heads and tails better than the other. And maybe it was just this night. But, you know, Tulsa played very well. Uh, Possession-wise, 55 to 44 or 46 or 45, sorry, 55-45 possession for Tulsa. Uh, just a few other stats here. 16 shots for Tulsa eight and nine for the Whitecaps too. Uh, shots on target six to four. I'm sorry, eight to four for Tulsa. So I had a lot more opportunities. And uh, like I said, we had goals by Juan Pablo Caffa in the uh, 27th minute on this marvelous, marvelous left footed free kick just outside the box. Managed to um, capitalize there. And also in the, I guess, and also in the first half, had a goal by Svontessen. Um, in the 40th minute, right before halftime, capitalized on a, a good header, a good assist from Juan Pablo Caffa. And there was a couple of times in the first half that I thought Vancouver could have capitalized on some, uh, on, a, on a couple of uh, counterattacks. Uh, a couple of times there was uh, Tulsa got a little bit thin there at back, had a lot of numbers committed forward, but couldn't do anything with those opportunities in. And so it was a 2-0 at halftime. And then right after halftime, it was maybe caught Tulsa sleeping a little bit. Uh, Glior, Amanda, got a goal for the Whitecaps to bring it back within one in the 48th minute. But it was quickly answered by Svontessen, who had a absolute rip left side of the 
of the box or right in front of goal, in fact, and put it in, I think, left-footed. And, and I think uh, the Rasmus dumped about a uh, case of beer on him when he was celebrating. So he, uh, I think he got more beer on him than probably sweat. But anyway, a uh, good time there. Was, that happened. I was down there talking to Rastabouts when it happened. So it happened right there in front of me. Uh, good goal by him. So 3-1 was the result. Uh, a couple of yellow, uh, I think Ugarte and uh, Blue got yellows, and then there was three for Vancouver. Um, really, it was, uh, like I said, dominating performance from uh, Tulsa. And just looking at the guys on the field, it just looked like Tulsa was a lot bigger team and, and, and an older team, you can tell. Um, just uh, just kind of looking at the, the guys just walking around on the pitch, you could just tell they were just a big team. Uh, compared to a very young Whitecaps. In fact, uh, Amanda, he uh, is 18 years old. I have a lot of young guys playing for them. So anyway, uh, so yeah, 3-1, good result by Tulsa. And you don't have much time to celebrate this win because there's another match on Saturday. So you go Thursday, rest Friday, and you got the Orange County SC rolling into town. They're playing some good soccer right now, playing really good soccer. Uh, we'll talk to... Uh, uh, Alicia Rodriguez here just momentarily but before I get into the Orange County match we do have um, a little bit more Orange uh, wow Orange Cup Orange, I almost said Orange Cup I don't even know what Orange Cup is yeah, sounds like something we should do right anyway uh, we have uh, Open Cup news uh, the draw was announced for the third round so winner of the Tulsa and Energy U23 match will play the winner of the Houston Dutch Lions and uh, San Antonio FC there, it hasn't been announced whether who's playing home or who's playing away. They'll determine that tomorrow. And uh, yeah, some great, great Open Cup action and uh, some other teams here in the in the alley that will be playing a few matches. Uh, FC Wichita will be hosting St. Louis FC on uh, the 17th. So that will be a great opportunity for some of those fans there to uh, host a professional team. It'll be the first time that that's happened in franchise history. And then we have o Oklahoma City Energy, the parent club, actually get to play a home match since Mourinho Valley won against uh, the Ventura County Fusion. There's a little bit of a surprise there. It's a, uh, an adult league team that beat Ventura County, who Ventura County is a kind of a traditional powerhouse in the, in the Open Cup. Wasn't wasn't to it for them this time. Mourinho Valley moves on and will have to travel from California to Oklahoma City for the Open Cup match. I'm sure some of those folks work real jobs and will have to probably take off a couple of days of work to come on out to Oklahoma City and play that match. And uh, let's see here. Uh, like I said, Dutch Lions uh, actually playing home against uh, San Antonio FC. And, um, yeah, you know, it was really interesting. I thought... Potentially, Tulsa would be playing the winner. If Tulsa wins, it would be playing the winner out of FC Wichita and uh, St. Louis. But actually, they will play the winner out of Michigan Bucks and Indy 11. So they'll have to go a little bit further north to play their next round match. But anyway, so it's a little bit of news there in the Open Cup. And it's not a bracket yet, still on a draw. So we won't know which MLS team will be waiting, if an MLS team will be waiting for the winner. Uh, I suspect it will probably be the Houston Dynamo, but it could be FC Dallas as well, or maybe even Kansas City. But I imagine Kansas City will end up playing one of the uh, St. Louis and Indy 11 group. So uh, it could be FC Dallas. Maybe they'll be end up 
they'll end up having to play the winner of the Oklahoma City Energy, and I think they're on the same side as the Switchbacks and FC Tucson. But anyway, it'll be interesting to see how all that kind of comes to fold in the next few days. But anyway, next round on the 17th, on Wednesday, be a great, great, great matches for the second round. That's when we get some of your real cup sets. But anyway, so uh, good stuff there on the Open Cup front. And then uh, we'll also just briefly talk a little Orange County SC. And I'll, I'll throw it to that interview with Alicia Rodriguez as she came on for a few moments to talk about Orange County SC and uh, the team that they have for 2017. All right, folks, we have a great guest on today. Uh, we are getting prepped for the Orange County match, uh, which will commence on Saturday at 7 o'clock at One Oak Field. And we have a great guest, Alicia Rodriguez, with uh, managing editor with uh, Angels on Parade covering Orange County. And uh, I think here in the future, you guys will be covering uh, LAFC, right? That's correct. Uh, we're, we're currently covering them, but there's not a lot to cover at the moment. But yeah, we're planning on ramping that up as well. So uh, yeah, we're going to be busy in the in the months to come, so it's exciting. Yeah, yeah, that starts next year, right? That's right. Ooh, oh, well, hopefully they have as much success as, or you guys have that, as much success as Atlanta is this year in the MLS. So we'll be excited to see what uh, LAFC looks like next year in the MLS ranks. And But for right now, we have Orange County SC, not Blues, but SC. You know, this is the team that, to me, I, I talked about just quietly putting together victories, uh, you know, and then now they're not so quiet anymore because you put four points on your big rival on the 405, the LA Galaxy 2. Uh, talk a little bit about that match and, and kind of what your take or takeaways are from that game. Yeah, I, I actually got to attend the game last night. Uh, it was the home opener for the new venue um, at Orange County Great Park. So it's, it's a pretty exciting time for Orange County. You know, like you said, they rebranded in the offseason, new coach, new, pretty much new roster, you know, mm -hmm. the works. So a lot of uncertainty coming into the season. But like you said, so far, so good. Last night was uh, definitely their most dominant performance so far this season. Um, there's been times this year where they've put together 20, 30, 40 minutes of, of good play, mm -hmm. but kind of hang on at the end or, you know, go through patches where things aren't quite clicking. Mm -hmm. And last night for the first time you saw that, I mean, they just completely steamrolled LA. And I think to be fair, LA was definitely having a bad night and mm -hmm. Orange County was definitely having a good night, but you know, everything kind of came together for Orange County to, to open up their new stadium in style. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that was your opening. You got, you're no longer at a anteater, right? That's right. They, uh, they moved down the road a little ways and they're currently building a permanent uh, stadium also at Great Park, but mm -hmm. uh, they have a pop-up stadium for now uh, okay. in the meantime. So th this was the debut of the pop-up. Okay. All right. That seems like a kind of a popular trend, right? We got yeah. Phoenix and now Orange County. Uh, you know, I would, I'd take one of those in a heartbeat, just being just completely honest with you instead of playing in a, ball, a baseball park. But anyway, I digress. I'll, that's another podcast for another time. But anyway, uh, there's a few names I'm just kind of thumbing through the roster, kind of prepping for the call. And I noticed the name that, folks here in Tulsa are very familiar with is a Gustavo Villalobos uh, played with the Roughnecks last season, a midfielder. And then also another name, uh, Walito uh, Fernandez, who was playing on trial with uh, Tulsa in the preseason. And it looks like he's landed there in Orange County. Uh, talk a little bit about those two players uh, and, and kind of your take from them so far this season. Yeah. Villalobos has uh, basically been a, a starter since day one. Mm. 
Um, seems like a guy who kind of helps connect the the midfield and the attack really well. Mm-hmm. Um, hasn't put up a lot of production, but I think it's pretty evident that his experience and uh, knowledge of USL has helped him, you know, really slot into the lineup right away. And there's a fair amount of new guys or young guys, guys who aren't really that familiar with this league. And so I think he's mm-hmm. somebody who, um, you know, has, has slotted into a role straight away. So sure. it seems like he's set himself up really well. And then Fernandez actually uh, came into the game last night uh, pretty early on about 15 minutes in, 15, 20 minutes in because mm. uh, the starting striker got hurt. So he came, you know, at a weird time in the game. He came off the bench and I think he had a really good game. Um, his holdup play was really, really good. He was doing a good job of kind of getting his teammates into the attack. And uh, he was rewarded with the the last goal of the game, uh, scoring his first goal as a pro. And, and mm. um, yeah, I, I think it was a good shift for him. So on the bright side for Orange County, they have a player in Duke Lacroix who started out well, but we don't know how long he's going to be out. Uh, mm. Maybe Willito Fernandez is is going to pick right up after him, and there's not really going to be any drop off. We'll see. Yeah, he I, he was somebody who impressed me in the preseason with Tulsa. Uh, obviously, you know, there's only X amount of places you can put players on on you know, yeah. and so he was kind of left out. I was kind of sad to kind of see that because I thought he had a, a really nice goal in, in the TU scrimmage in, at uh, Tulsa. But anyway, so good to see that he's landed somewhere and, and he may end up giving us a little paybacks on Saturday. <laughs> um, but, yeah, somebody. And then also uh, is Charlie Lee, uh, Charlie Leon, I think he played for uh, Sounders too, didn't he, the goalkeeper? Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, he was somebody who I think Seattle thought did decent but maybe wasn't somebody that they thought was going to make that leap up to MLS. Mm-hmm. And so they let him go in the off season. I'm not sure exactly what the prospects are for Lyon, but he's, he started out pretty well this season. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a chance that he could be effectively on trial for LAFC, probably not as a starter, but maybe as a backup or third string next year. So if he puts a, you know, a good season together, then he may make the step up to MLS again. And uh, he's off to a good start this season. I certainly don't think that he's, uh, you know, they had one game where they they lost really badly. They mm-hmm. lost four 0 to Sacramento, but that's the only blip on the on the schedule so far this season. And I think Lions been really steady so far. Yeah, I I remember him and uh, he played against Tulsa, and yeah, I think a few of the roustabouts are. I always remember the last names of some folks. I'm like, oh yeah, that's. I remember the supporters were giving them a little grief. So you know how it is around here, right? Of course. Uh, <laughs> so you said new team now. Orange County is going to be associated with LAFC. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, and you, you mentioned something that maybe some of these folks here on this team would eventually play, perhaps for uh, the LAFC, right? Yeah, I mean, I think probably for just about everybody on the on the roster, this mm-hmm. is effectively a trial year for them. So if any of them catches the eye, then, you know, there's obviously going to be players towards the bottom of the MLS roster who, you know, you need some depth, you need some reserve players, sure. you need guys to step in, take a shift every now and then. And I'm sure pretty much all these guys realize that, you know, they, they have an opportunity here. Um, but there are two players right now who are on loan from LAFC who mm-hmm. technically have MLS contracts, but uh, are obviously because LAFC doesn't exist as a team yet. Right. They're playing for Orange County, and uh, one of them is Carlos Alvarez, who's probably known to a lot of your listeners. You know, he played for Chivas USA and Colorado Rapids, and then he went to USL and he played for Charlotte Independence and last season for San Antonio. So he's been around a little bit. He's got some experience, but. You know, he's one of those guys that 
you know, maybe if he really catches fire, he could not only stay on the MLS roster, but maybe even get a little bit of playing time next season. So I think the team's pretty excited about him. And, you know, this is a good opportunity for him to sort of show what he can do for next year. Right. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, you know, Orange County is this team that's been slowly or quietly, just like I said earlier, putting together some victories, sitting, I think, in sixth place, you know, obviously above the line. What's your expectations as far as, or maybe you or your support, the supporters at OC, you know, last year made the playoffs, had a huge uh, surprise win in the first round against Sacramento. Uh, You know, it's a team that a lot of people don't, they're not one of the glamorous teams, so to speak, you know, like Sacramento or San Antonio, but what's your expectations uh, for OC? Do you you think they're a team that's a top four type team or or are you kind of satisfied if they make the playoffs? What, what, what's your take on that? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure at some point they're going to have some sort of lull. I mean, I think just about mm-hmm. every team in this league does at some point. And sure. given the, the size of the league and the size of the conferences, you know, there's going to be ups and downs in a season. And coming into the season, truthfully, we didn't really know what to expect, again, because the players were new, the coach was new. I mean, everything was really pretty – it was basically a reboot of the of the whole club. Um, but based on how they've started, I think that they're definitely in top four – uh, potential. Um, sure. I think that they're they're a team that they seem to have a, a playing style kind of down. They found some chemistry already. I mean, I think mm-hmm. one of the other things is other five games. You know, four have been on the road so far this season, and so if they can keep banking some points on the road, when hopefully they get to the home heavy part of their schedule, mm-hmm. you know, it should be downhill sledding. Hopefully, but I mean, we'll see, of course. But I, I think. You know, I wouldn't say at this point that they're definitely a championship contender or anything like that. It's mm-hmm. it's definitely early, and like I said, a lull will come at some point or another. But um, they've impressed me genuinely, and I think that from all indications, it seems like they're going to continue rolling along as they have been. And if that's the case, they're just going to keep on moving up in the standings. Yeah, yeah, no question. And and speaking of on the road, Orange County does come on the road, obviously play Tulsa, but you get to stay in the Sooner State and play uh, Oklahoma City Energy, and I'm assuming that they're probably just going to make that whole trip and stay here in Oklahoma or in this region for the, the duration instead of making two trips back. So do you feel like this is this road trip, you know, you marked on your schedule that this was an important road trip and, and would really determine, uh, in your eyes maybe, that this team is a contender or – someone that's kind of in the mix or in the middle, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, I I certainly think it's kind of an, in the mix sort of, sort of realm. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't think it would be fair to expect six points from this trip. It's it's definitely one of the toughest trips they're going to have all season. And um, obviously, you know, when, when Tulsa comes West, you know, it's always tough for them as well. So it's going to be rough, but I think if they can get three, four points, I think that's going to be a great trip. So you know, if they start off with a, a win against Tulsa or even a draw, um, you know, they've set themselves up pretty well and sort of see how it goes. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's not easy. I think mm-hmm. it's it's just, again, the way that the league is set up and the, the fact that it's growing so much is great. But then when you get to these big road trips, they're a challenge for sure. Right, yeah. Yeah, that seems to be the case in this league. They try to schedule these all back-to-back so you're not flying, you know, one-off trips to the Pacific Northwest for us or or for you guys out to the Midwest 10 times to play 10 matches. Yeah, it's, right. They try to make it like four trips versus, 
you know, 10 different trips. So it's understandable. That's something you have to do in this league when on the road in some tough environments. Luckily, May is not as horrible here as it is in July. But uh, anyway, so yeah, got a, a big road trip coming up for Orange County. Uh, tell me just, I'm just kind of throwing a little curveball here, but what are some teams that you've seen so far in, in this early season that have impressed you in the, in the West? I think uh, Real Monarchs have been mm. surprisingly good. I mean, they're, they're a team that they seem to always have some talent, but um, they were surprisingly, you know, sort of poor at results the last couple of years sure. and they got better last year. And I think this year they've, they've been off to a hot start and, I sort of expect them to probably take that L.A. role. It looks like the Galaxy are going to have a tough season. They're mm. definitely blooding some youngsters, and it seems like maybe Monarchs are going to come into their their spot and, and be real strong. Um, otherwise, I think, uh, you know, all the – well, not all of them. I'd say Vancouver and, and Seattle have been solid at times, but they're mm-hmm. probably going to be up and down as, as the MLS two teams go. Mm-hmm. Phoenix is the one that I think everybody's – wondering about they keep yeah. losing and they need a, a head coach but um they have an awful lot of talent so it sure. seems like at some point they're going to put it together and on the other side i would say that uh, i know that it's a, t- a tough subject for you guys but colorado yeah. um i've been surprised at how much they've struggled i think that they they hit the ground running um their first season in the last couple of years they've been really mm-hmm. good this year it looks like they're not going to be quite as good, and and so they may be a little more middling this season. But sure. um, but yeah, I mean, it seems like there's more or less the same as as it ever was. San Antonio has been great. Yeah. Um, Sacramento looks like they're going to be in the mix again, of course. Sure. So you know, there's a few teams that are emerging, but uh, yeah, it, it it seems to be incremental. Probably mm-hmm. not too many teams that are going to go from worst to to last or vice versa, but. Uh, but yeah, there's some movement, which is always promising. I think for everyone in the league. Yeah, if you're in it, if you can win a, you know, stay, stay the course at home, win the matches at home, win the matches you're supposed to win, and you know maybe still a few victories on the road. I, I think if you if you can do that in this league, you're going to be a playoff contender. Yeah. But if you can't do that, oh, hang on, it's going to be a long season, you know. So, uh, well, well, oh, go ahead. To, to be fair, you know, before I know Tulsa really struggled last year, mm-hmm. but. Uh, Three years ago and, and before, I mean, that was what the the Blues were. You know, mm. they were the ones who were kind of perpetually on the door on in the basement and sure. really struggling. And it wasn't until a couple of years ago that they they really picked up and 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 took off. So yeah, I mean, it's tough when you're at the bottom, but uh, looks like Tulsa's doing a lot better this season. So yeah, we had a little bit of a hiccup there on Friday, losing three uh, nil to the aforementioned Ra- uh, well, I almost said Rapids, but <laughs> wow, the switchbacks. Uh, Anyway, yeah, it's, you know, for Tulsa, I think this is a, a couple of matches here, which are, I think, a little more favorable. Maybe not so much Orange County now that, you know, had the four-goal four four victory in L.A. Or, or at home, I should say, at Orange County against L.A. So it seems like to me, oh, we might be catching them at the wrong time. But, <laughs> hey, you never know. Luck can turn it on a That's dime right. for sure. So, but anyway, um Tell folks, uh, I know, uh, kind of where your uh, website, uh, how they can listen to you guys, how they can connect with you all on social media there at uh, Angels on Parade. Yep. So uh, you can find all most of my writing on Orange County SC on Angels on Parade. It's angelsonparade.com. On Twitter, you can find us at angels underscore parade. Mm-hmm. And uh, my personal Twitter account is at Soccer Musings. So if you ever want to chat about USL, I'm I'm more than happy to do that. 
Yeah, nothing better than a little Twitter soccer banter, right? <laughs> That's right. I don't know. Sometimes that or the USL uh, friends or USL fans page on Facebook is always a, always a good time had by all, <laughs> especially when the Cincinnati and Louisville guys go after it. But yep. anyway, you- yeah, I digress. But uh, anyway, Alicia, I appreciate your time, and uh, I'm, I'm sure we'll be in touch here in the future, and, uh, and good luck, everything uh, going on in uh, Southern California. Thanks very much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. All right. Thanks so much, Alicia. And great stuff there. Check it out for anyone that is looking to learn a little bit more about Orange County. Also LAFC in 2018. More expansion. Love it. I already love LAFC's crest. I think it's pretty sweet. So I'll be very interested. Maybe going out and visiting some relatives out in LA. Maybe I can catch a game or two. Who knows? But anyway, uh, Special thanks to Alicia Rodriguez and, and her time today. And folks, uh, thank you so much again for joining the podcast. This will be a, an abbreviated podcast, but we had three this week. So, you know, uh, lots of work, lots of soccer. Love this time of year. It's very busy, but it's a good busy. Uh, we'll have a, our regular podcast on Monday. Dropping for you folks. We'll review the Orange County and Tulsa uh, Roughnecks match as well as Ozark FC and Tulsa Athletic and all the other NPSL Heartland Conference action from this weekend. So, folks, thank you so much for today, and uh, thank you so much for listening. God bless. Take care.